Hello and welcome to my show, What Lies Beyond the Echo Chamber. Conversations such as this with Zoe were the reason that I started this podcast in the first place. Zoe has a fascinating perspective on Eastern wellness practices, having had his cultural foot in both the Eastern and the Western world. He's a great perspective on wellness and he's a fascinating and interesting teacher. So if you like this episode, please share it, like it, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, whatever platform you prefer. And uh, thank you to anyone that's uh, reached out to me so far to say that you are enjoying the show. I really, really appreciate it. I'm humbled and this show is for you. So thank you so much. If you'd like to contribute to the show, rather than being an idle listener, albeit a much-loved, very much-appreciated, very much-whole, very much-wonderful idle listener, please let me know what type of guest you'd like on the show. And if you know anyone that you think would be a good guest, please do connect us. If you like this episode of the show, why don't you check out some of the others? I recently spoke to Carolyn Brown, who is an oracle on nutrition and wellness. Or another one you might like is my show with Jermaine Johnson, my personal trainer. So check those out. Let me know what you think of those as well. And I hope you enjoy the show. So, Zoe, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for coming on here. I really appreciate it, man. I really appreciate you. you. Thank you, Graham. Thank you. So just for the benefit of of listeners, you and I first met in and around that golden time in September when we were allowed to go to studios and, and do fun things and spend an hour laying on mats doing yin yoga that was what glorious time that was and surely this time is coming again um i went to i went to one of your yin classes and uh, i i thought yin yoga classes i thought it was brilliant it was really really fantastic um i've done i've done one of your breathwork classes recently as well uh loved it and we'll get into very shortly just uh, explaining to any listeners that don't have any experience in breathwork or indeed yoga, just a little bit about what what that what that is. Um, you you describe yourself as a Swedish Indian in heritage, and uh, I know from conversations that we've had that you're you're really interested in the mix of uh, Eastern and Western cultures that you've been you've been exposed to, which and I've really enjoyed the, our brief conversations around that, and we can explore that a bit more, um, but. Also, just from my perspective, I think you're an incredibly like centered and warm person. You have like a very calming aura about you, which I think <laughs> oh, is beautiful. Thanks, man. That's really no, it's sweet. true. <laughs> and uh, honestly, my intuition tells me like you're really destined for, for big things in this world, which is which is one of the reasons I was drawn to invite you into this conversation so we can we can go a bit deeper as to to what makes you tick and and what <laughs> what the future might hold um and another reason is that you got you got a great story that that's kind of like led you to where you are and we'll we'll chat a little bit more about that um why don't you first of all just tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing and and and, and the different the different practices that you you teach mm, okay so what am i currently doing (laughs) i'm currently stuck in my house (laughs) (laughs) that will resonate Um, with a lot of people here in the uk yeah yeah no um i'm at the moment you know the chaos of teaching in london you know as as per as much as you can and sort of delved into this full-time teaching about a year ago and um yeah, it kind of correlated with the whole craziness with COVID and 
I was I was stuck in India at the time. I was teaching at a retreat in India, and um, during all, all, the whole the crazy crazy time, I got locked out there, and then um, went back to Sweden and got locked out there, and then finally came back to London and um, sort of had a bit of a how should I say this? Um, a moment of clarity of just, you know, this is what I want to do for for the time being. And so I decided to, you know, send my CV out there. I knew a few people out um, teaching in a few studios and um, yeah, landed myself a job as a teacher. And then ever since then, it's just been, yeah, through word of mouth and I guess just me reaching out to some studios now. Mm. Now I'm in the thick of it. Now I'm, <laughs> mm. now I'm now I'm teaching full time. You know, I was doing sort of averaging around 10, 15 classes a week, and uh, yeah, in the chaos, in, yeah. in the chaos of teaching. So I guess I guess that's what I'm doing, alongside with you know supporting my girlfriend. She's uh, she's on the front line, so she's she's had a mad time, and uh, yeah. Shout out to your to your girlfriend and everyone on the front line right now. You you're telling me uh, this week about the amount she's working and, and, and what she's having to go through. So just take a moment to say shout to her and mm, yeah for, for for the great work that she's doing and and for you for for supporting her through that as well. It's amazing. Um, in terms of your yoga practice, ha, tell, tell tell me a bit about how you got introduced to to to, to yoga first and foremost. So. Um... This was, I think, early 2014. Oh, well, I mean, it's an interesting question where you, where you ask how I got introduced to yoga. I mean, yoga has been around my life, my whole life, really, you know, from uh, my grandma giving me Ayurvedic personal sort of doses of teas and food mm. and whatnot and trying to tell me to do breathing exercises and I remember being a being a, a close-minded Swede in my youth, <laughs> being being in India and and looking at all of these practices as like, what the hell is this, <laughs> you know? Um, but the the I guess the real introduction came from when I was in India in 2014, and I had this terrible back pain, um, lower back pain, and I, I had no idea where it came from what it stemmed from and why I was having it. You know, I was really, really in agony. And um, so I, I was doing, I, I did all sorts of MRI scans and CT scans. And then one of the doctors, he, um, he told me, go see a chiropractor. And mm -hmm. um, so I went and saw him and he just did a few asanas, a few postures to me, you know, very simple, sort of recline twist and just very, very basic. And, and I felt like the instant relief, mm. um, this instant sort of release of just, wow, this feels great. And so I asked them, you know, is there, is there like, um, can you, can you maybe write these down for me, these postures? So he printed out this really cute, I, I think I have it somewhere <laughs> lying around my parents' house, this sort of booklet of just these really simple postures. And I kept doing that essentially for about, I don't know, maybe a few months and yeah. And, and came back to London, 
joined a studio, the closest studio. And he, he was telling me, yeah, you should try yoga. And it's all this, basically, this is yoga. And, and went to my first class in, in London, which was quite an intimidating uh, experience itself. I remember I, I just booked any class. I had no idea, you know, vinyasa or ashtanga. And I think it was like, I don't know. I, the teacher, for some reason, had decided that it was like, oh, we're just going to do loads of handstands today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like completely, you know, just lost. But still, there was something there that I loved, this connection to the breath and, mm. you know, the Shavasana at the end, lying in complete relaxation and just coming out of it. I just knew that I just need to keep doing this work. But yeah. There's something in there that sort of, that needs to come out or needs to yeah. be looked at. And um, yeah, ever since then, I haven't looked back, I guess. Yeah, I love hearing you say that at a certain point, you were like, this is something that needs to be done. This is something that needs to be worked at. And yeah, props to you for like going in one of your very early yoga classes to a class where people are doing handstands. And then my entry point to yoga was I went to, I first went to a class about, I don't know, like six, seven years ago. And I, it was, I was at a gym where I was a member at and all of the classes were included. And I, I just so happened to book in for like an advanced class. And I'd never, I didn't know, I literally didn't know anything. I didn't know what downward dog was at this point. And it was mm. so humiliating. It was like an hour and a half of just pure humiliation. <laughs> and after that, I was just like, nope, nope, no, it's not for me. And it, I could very easily have written it off if it wasn't for my fantastic wife who's, who's, who's practiced yoga for, for more than 10 years. And she was like, no, you've got to give it a go. You've got to give it a go. Like when we met, she, she encouraged me and she, she took me along to a couple of classes, which was uh, really lucky for me to have someone to go with mm. first time around because it's terrifying. And I, and anyone that's never been to a yoga class before, like, and just think that fear like really resonates with me. Um, but when I, when I, after I went a couple of times, just powered through that fear, mm. similar sort of experience, like, came over me which is like this is there's some magic to this like mm. the breathe the breath connecting the breath with the body and the way i feel afterwards when you're lying there in shavasana you just mm. um if you really kind of use that moment to to, to to figure out how do i feel differently to how i felt at the start of this class just like there's you know it's, yeah. it's an ancient it's an ancient gift i think um yeah, well, it's sort of changing the the perspectives, isn't it? The point of perspectives of how we look, you know, whether it's on the mat, you know, just controlling the breath. If you if you feel like you're snatching on the breath and then if you start controlling it on top or, you know, you're lying there in Shavasana and you're having all of these different perspectives. And it really started from, from quite quickly for me. It started changing, you know, my you know, my habits, my interpretations, my expectations about myself and others. And it's sort of, it started this wholeness of this collective change within where I was just like, okay, I mean, you know, I didn't even question it. I just, I just went with it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was sort of like, okay, there is some light there at the end of the tunnel. And I just need to, mm -hmm. I just need to run to that light basically. <laughs> Yeah, what I'm hearing you say is that um, it enabled you to run towards your intuition 
Mm. You know, which, which mm. I think we could all do with a little bit, a little bit more of, to be honest. And that resonates as well. And we'll come on to talking about breath work, but mm. Mm. Uh, I do a daily fifteen minutes of yoga. I do a daily, you know, and I do classes when that is possible to go to the studio. I miss those classes dearly. Mm. Um, I do breath work and and a, and a few other things that, that I speak about, which I think are integral. And all of these practices, yoga being one of them, I think really encourage uh, me and other people that I've spoken to, to just, you just make the change that's necessary. I think back to like times in my life before I had all of these practices and it's, our life is filled with, I'd like to do this, or I should do more of that, or I should do less of that. When this Mm. happens, I'll do that. But I feel like if you commit to this inner work, these inner practices, the change just, it just arises from within. You just Mm. do it without struggle. That's, and, and that's the thing that's that's interesting to me is that, you know, yeah, it's possible to make really difficult changes to your life with struggle. Mm. But, you know, what this work enables one to do, this like inner type of work that we're speaking about, I think it's just, it arises, it happens easily. Um, yeah. And it's still effort, um, but it's 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 much easier to to just lean into i find so it's cool to hear you say that because that's been my experience as well Mm, yeah i mean it's sort of um you know we live in this realm where we constantly are looking in the past holding on to memories or always seeing the future and trying to you know look forward to something or anxious about something and then what are you saying about this inner work of just you know it's it's as simple and it is it's 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 easier said than done of course but it's as simple as creating this equanimous shield in front of you where you can kind of just sit there and whatever is going on what let it bubble up onto onto the surface Mm. and kind of sit with it and and appreciate it almost and accept it and then learn to let go of it you know and that's sort of the practice of this inner what what did you say inner work or Mm. almost we could call it like inner intelligence you know Mm. um that we all have within and yoga and breath work and all these different tools you know it it sort of allows us to tap into that it's Yeah. yeah it's it's a lot of work of course but um it needs to be done. It needs to be done. <laughs> it does need to be done. I'm afraid it does to need say. To be done. Yeah. You know, I think. I think no one, no one's going to do this work and regret it. It's the truth. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned breath work there, which I, I think you know everyone knows yoga. Some people would mm. like to practice yoga and uh, or like to practice it more, and 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 hopefully just hearing a bit about that, um, you know, mm. might might inspire a, a couple of people, but. Breathwork is is one that I think is very becoming very popular in the US and is but is, is still not particularly well known here in in the UK. And uh, what so what's your what's your experience of, of breathwork and um, uh, you know what type of breathwork do you teach? So um, I started you know with yoga. You know, we look at yoga in the West as a physical practice and, you know, doing the asanas and the postures. Uh, but one, one very important part of yoga is the, is the breathing, which is called pranayama. And, uh, you know, you have a number of many, many different types of breathing techniques. Um, 
and so this you know this has been this has been going around for many time many many years now and hundreds and thousands of years and so i think for, for me personally the whole breath work sort of started with with alongside with yoga for me about five six years ago but this new idea of you know this modern types of breath work like wim hof and neurodynamic breath work and holotropic breath work, all these different fancy sort of um styles now they i've just i've just started that journey to be honest about mm -hmm. a year ago and it's powerful you know i i like to call it a it's like a, it's like a rocket ship <laughs> where um, you know you don't you if you feel if you feel whatever you know if you've got your mind racing and you're finding it very hard to still your mind or to focus or you're finding meditation super super hard yeah uh, you don't even know where to start i think breath work is is definitely the best tool to to use that to to really quieten the mind and and just to breathe what whichever technique it is really i mean there's it's so hard to really talk about breath work specifically because there's there's so many different techniques out there yeah. today mm -hmm. um but i guess the, the you know we can maybe maybe we can talk about wim hof uh it's it's so powerful you know you can just do it anywhere you can sit down mm. lie down and just and just breathe and then it's yeah. that catharsis you know practice where we sort of really delve into our inner intelligence in that respect yeah. where where we can explore and sometimes it's ugly sometimes sometimes it's uh sometimes it's blissful yeah. sometimes you know you can start getting very emotional yeah and it's different for everyone you know there's no right wrong way in breath work we say that you know good or bad emotions we don't see them as good or bad you know we just let them come up on the surface mm. And 99.9% of the time, whenever you let that bubble up on the surface, you, you learn to let go of it. And yeah. You see it from a sort of an out of body experience and yeah. Yeah. It starts having true. a lot of, a lot of humility and compassion to yourself. So. Yeah, that's true. That's come up for me as well. And I, I, my experience, it's really interesting to hear you talk about uh, meditation and um, you know, the link with breath work there, because I find I, I do I meditate and, and do breath work uh, every every morning, and I I find that the practice of meditation is I'll do like half an hour typically in the morning. So like sometimes, it, and you know, there's always thoughts arising. The, the practice of the basic principle of meditation, the meditation that I practice, is to move my awareness around the body, and when thoughts arise, gently tell myself, "Oh, there's a thought." and you know return to the the awareness in the body and you know sometimes i'm lost in thought for minutes and um but that's it's what i'm learning is that's the practice it's not i'm doing it wrong or oh, this is bad a thought come up it's just there's a thought return to the awareness and in my experience it's hard thoughts just arise from nowhere i'm suddenly lost in thought for multiple minutes about something that's something from the past something from the future something about my day ahead and it, that just seems to be how the human mind works mm. my experience of doing breath work is after i've done four rounds and we'll like at the at the end of this we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what a round looks like and you know mm. try and give a bit of a description as to, to someone who's never heard of breath work what it, what it actually is but i find that after i've done 
four rounds of of breath work i'm there i'm like mm. i'm just put in that place of presence and i'll and i sort of try to analyze it because it's fascinating i'm just laying there i'm sitting in, in, in the kitchen seat fully present with with myself and, and i'm mm. conscious that this is the state that um, not the state that I'm looking for in my meditation practice, but the state that I sometimes realize I dropped into when I was just, I was really focused and I was, uh, and, you know, and I was, I was, you know, deep inside myself, like connecting with that inner intelligence. And, mm. and when I try to think about it, I can't, I'm just false there. So it's really fascinating that the breath work just like you, and you said rocket ship and that's that's kind of what i feel it is it's a rocket ship to that place mm. of uh non-judgment of you know dare i say like bliss although like not absolute mm. bliss just it's very hard to describe it in words yeah actually. i guess uh, i guess non-attachment is a, is, is mm. something that you know where in in breath work we sort of detached from the ego you know where where the, the, our whole lives we 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 let our ego sort of drive us to to certain events and how we are and how we behave and how we how we are with people and our relationships and and the way in which we interpret everything all the information that we get you know whether it's touch smell taste all of these different you know all of these things that we take in but with breath work, what I find a lot is that we come out of this, you know, this control of, of everything, you know, we, our ego love, loves to control everything that we see, you know, mm. and we learn to kind of release that and arrive to simply our body, you know, whether it's just the sensations, you know, sometimes with breath work, you get these really nice tingly vibrations, you know, in your body. Sometimes you can just have a, a complete emotional release. You can have all sorts of, you know, things happening to you. But what the, the, the core thing here is that you have that connection to yourself, um, and it's your inner child, essentially, that you're mm. you're connecting to, uh, and 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 start and you're starting to shave off, you know, your your ego, essentially, because in reality, your ego does has no clue about what you want or need. Mm. You know, it thinks it does based mm. on based on suffering, essentially, based on you know us wanting things constantly us craving things or having you know dislikes or likes you know and therefore the ego thinks that i want this or i need that and then through breath work you quickly realize that whoa 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 i don't need anything <laughs> i just need myself i just need to be happy you know i just need to show love to the people that i love and so it's it's a you know that's the that's the journey that's the path that not only breath work you know any of these wellness or spiritual practices should bring you to yeah <laughs> um there's a lot there today as well that you know anyone today can create their own practice and i don't know if we, we should we should talk about that but there's so many styles out there today yeah. that can be quite intimidating as well to some people i'm sure yeah but 
going back to what I said, I mean, all of these things should, in my opinion, should bring you to this state where you are seeing your ego die, essentially. Which is, you know, like a scary concept for some people, may Mm. be like a new concept to some people, but the Mm. way uh, that resonates everything that you're saying there, for me, it enables me to connect with, you, you talk about other oh, things that we want and things or things we tell ourselves that we want and things we tell ourselves that we need. These, this practice, particularly breath work, enables me to connect with what my inner deepest most self wants. I want to be mm-hmm. a better person. I want to be a I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better member of the community. I want to mm. improve and grow. Um, not I want to pay rise or mm. I need this thing because what I've been taught is that there, there isn't anything outside of you that can deliver. I think this, this is the teachings and the words of Sad Guru, mm. um, you know, who, who says that there is there is nothing there is nothing outside of you that can deliver full and lasting happiness. That will only come from work on the on the inside. Mm. And um, you know, this is this is a practice that I think really enables you to connect with that on a daily basis and just have a daily reset. Right here, I am. How did I do yesterday? What what am I going to be doing for this day? How does that connect with my values? How does it align with mm. my goals? Um, and it's not to say that that is the practice because the practice is just you know it's not the practice is the practice itself right but mm. it certainly enables me to, to 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 connect with these ideas when I'm outside of the practice and that's something again same as yoga it, it just seems to arise uh, the more that we take time to like connect with this this um, inner part of ourselves. yeah I mean it's 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 powerful stuff you know it's it's it has a lot of a lot of benefits and I'm sure we could sit here and talk about our personal experiences and go on about them but something that I I think is is worth mentioning is that you know all of this breath work and yoga and stuff it unfortunately can't be intellectualized you know um so true it has to be experienced and it's 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 so powerful that itself it's so powerful you know Mm. you can have scholars and philosophers explaining and trying to jot down their own experiences but once and but once you experience it it's it will be completely different probably to anything you've read or you know you have your own inner intelligence that's gonna Mm. guide you and tell you like what you said like you know I need to be a better person or I need to reach that goal and these Mm. are the sort of the steps that I need to do to so it's all about setting those intentions and you know the practice your inner intelligence will guide you yeah through that that Mm. process so true and that that really resonates as well you hearing you say talking something that's i heard someone say is talking about meditation is not meditation (laughs) (laughs) the the philosophy of of buddhism like it's not buddhism like it's you know these, these are things to just practice they really are they really are difficult to to vocalize and and Mm. that's 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 always the case 
Um, I, I've, when it comes to meditation and breath work, uh, I've, I've committed to both of these practices like quite heavily since about March last year, around about the, the time of the, the first hard lockdown. Mm. And when I started doing these things daily, I, I had this realization. It's like, it was like, Graham, you've been talking about these practices for so long. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure that, and I would do, and I would do, I would meditate every now and then. I, I'd do a breath work, you know, once every mm. couple of months at the most. And I realized that up until that point, for a good year at least, I probably spent more time actually talking about it to other people than actually doing it. And I was like, that's not, you know, become the prophet, not the priest, you know, live the word, don't speak about it. And it feels so much better when you, when you do that. And it just starts with a very single step as well. I think anyone listening that's like, would didn't know where to start. Like I'll try and make some recommendations of some resources as well, but uh, just sign up to a class, you know, just download mm. the Headspace app or, or, or whatever it may be. I think it's easier, particularly with yoga to start uh, online now and lots of gyms are offering online classes but I think the key is just to start like anything that you've ever done that's meaningful in your life started with like a single step right yeah yeah definitely I can I can I can definitely relate to that what you just said I, I remember when I when I finished my training and did my you know courses in India and I'd come back to London and my friends would be so sick of me talking about <laughs> yoga and trying to brainwash them essentially <laughs> with all these, you know, uh, wholesome diets and ways yeah. of living. And, you know, you know, they were like, who is this guy? He's com- been completely radicalized. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hard as well, isn't it? When you, yeah. you know, and even that's, the, and then you, you, we've all had these experiences, right? And then you're like, oh God. And then but that's the ego getting involved again, right? That's you mm. wanting uh exactly. or, or me wanting other people to to do these things. But it's 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 gently sort of encased in no, I want other people to make their lives better. But really it's <laughs> no, I want them to tell me I'm great. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I, you know, it's, it's it's both of those things, but Absolutely. I think that the, the the practice the work lies in like letting go like like you said earlier um uh was it detachment or mm. was that the word yeah um so also just yeah breath work um so just for anyone who's listening scratching their head like what are these guys talking about um first of all i think as a little intro to like you know like what the practice actually looks like something that I found really helpful when I was first being introduced to this is that we can connect with the idea that our, our emotions affect our breath. If you're feeling scared and you know, your, your breath deepens, like, like mm. anyone that's been, anyone that's had an experience that's intense will know that your breath changes according to your emotions. But it turns out like the, 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 the neurobiology of it is that it sort of works in reverse as well, right? You can, your breath actually changes your emotions. So you can, mm reduce your level of anxiety your level of cortisol goes down and mm. um and that it, it it changes your uh your biochemistry essentially but what is what's the what's an easy way of explaining to someone what breath work is like an example of the Wim Hof method for mm. example we don't have to do it but what's the best yeah. way to like, well it's it? it's um it's you know uh, 
life is really just a series of inhales and exhales isn't it and it's about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about um you know the the Wim Hof method in particular, or a lot of these sort of modern techniques that are popping up now, um, it's it's just sort of this uh, conscious connective breathing where, you know, you can either be doing uh, mouth breathing or breathing, you know, quite deeply through the nose or out through the mouth. And it is this sort of, um, you're doing what we were saying rounds. So you do, for example, you know, 20, 30 breaths simple yeah. it's a very simple just breathing exhale and then you do that for 20 30 40 uh, uh, pumps and then at the end of the exhale you might just exhale and just stay there and just see what's going on you know mm -hmm. and a lot can come up sometimes you have these bodily experiences these sensations um sometimes you can see visions or colors or some flashbacks um you know, again, it's so different for everyone. And, and you sort of, and that's simply it. And then after you, you do another round and third round, fourth round. And then after that, you, you arrive to this sense of essentially stillness, you know, where mm. you are just letting go of, you know, your daily activities or whatever you're doing. You know, if you're if you're having to be around a lot of people, this is a moment where you can sit with yourself and it's it's quick. You know, it's 15, yeah. 20 minutes um, just breathing, just feeling how it feels to you know, expand your belly, your chest, how it feels to be connected to to the breath, the body and the mind, essentially. And that that's yoga. You know, that's that's the that's the mm. union within this um, this oneness within where we can connect these three things, the mind, the body and the breath. And uh, through that connection, like I said, we learn this sense of awareness. And, uh, you know, because especially today, you know, we're, we're so detached from our body. Um, you know, we constantly are watching things or, you know, on our phone scrolling and we take in so much information on a daily basis and all of this information that we take, it does have an effect within, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, you just feel like a notification, you get a rush of dopamine. <laughs> it's, you know, we all have these uh, sort of things that happens within when we, when we, when we, when we see, so breath work is just another tool Mm. to to reset that to clean that system to mm. to to have this sense of okay i can just see how my body feels through all of this information that i'm taking in you know mm. and then i can take that moment to reset to cleanse um that's yeah that's essentially it really yeah it's fascinating hearing you talk about like information that we're taking in and how to like cleanse yourself of that i heard recently that um i've established that the amount of information that you typically take in in uh i believe it was a day or maybe mm. a week uh in modern times is the equivalent to the amount of information that someone would take in during their whole lifetime around like three or four hundred years ago because <laughs> it because at that time like the day simply was right okay like how are we going to get we need to farm and like it was just a re it was repetition yeah. but we yeah. we're just bombarded non-stop and we we haven't 
we weren't even ready for 300 years ago, let alone now. So I do yeah. think that these things are, it's becoming increasingly important to connect with, um, you know, ourselves on a daily basis. Mm. I mean, that's a beautiful is... description. I really, really appreciate that. Well done. You said that. I know we said it's sort of largely beyond words, but that's the best. Yeah, it is effort, certainly largely beyond words. But, you know, just going back to that, the sense of information, you know, we, this is where the meditation practice comes in as well, because I, for my own practice, I, I tend to do a breathing session, whether that is, you know, something powerful like Wim Hof or just simply just connection to my breath, whether that's mm. sort of yogic pranayama. And then I and then I meditate for about you know half an hour or whatever, however long time I have. And um, it's it's in the meditation where all of this comes up normally for me, you know, all of yeah. this information that I take and how it affects me on, on a sensational level, I would say, you know, we, we, you know, in my yin classes, I like to talk a lot about sensations and how everything is sensations. You know, you listen to a good song, you feel a sensation, you, you eat something delicious you feel a sensation or you hug someone, you feel warm, you, mm. you feel open, you know, you have everything we do, literally everything you do, you know, you, you're outside, the air hits your skin, you feel a sensation. Yeah. But we've lost that connection through modern life, through technology, through comfort, you know, mm. um, this, this sense of being aware about how, what our sensations are telling us essentially you know and and every sensation that arises is is temporary you know you you can if you're feeling like oh man i, I really want to crack open a beer <laughs> and, and and you sit with that you know you sit with that and you're like oh what's what's happening on a sensation level mm. you'll quickly realize that that sensation will will slowly fade away or disappear whether it's a minute an hour a month it will disappear mm. and that goes back to you know this sense of craving and aversions that we have within this this we're constantly in that limbo of having to mm. run to something you know i don't like this i like that but sometimes it's such a beautiful practice that i've tried to hone in my own practice is that the sense of not having any, any opinion, which is super hard today where we are always have to take sides or, you know, mm. um, and, and almost sit there and just be like, you know what, I'm not going to react. Uh, and, and I'm going to just try and have this. I, I really like to, for my own practice, to try and establish this equanimous shield where, where you know, whatever's being thrown at me, I try not to react. Because mm. any reaction is going to have um, an effect within, you know, we sort of, that's how addiction starts, essentially. That's how all, everything, you know, in the way in which we behave and act and are as, as our yeah. ego, you know, is, is, I like to think, is drawn through the information and the sensations within. So breath work and all of these wonderful practices, they sort of, not only teaches us of what is going on, but also learn to let go of these cravings mm. and start to be able to almost control these sensations within and yeah, yeah and be a master of them. 
Potentially. Yeah, and in and in many cases, for 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 some for some people, you know, addictions and and terrible things that manifest are as a result of things that have happened to them in their life that were completely outside of con- their control, and mm. you know, that's the unfortunate reality that, that 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 we're in. And I and I think that these practices, um, in conjunction with all other things, can many other things can like be really really helpful in terms mm. of. Mm. Uh, generating space between thought and action uh, and it, it, this is where I think when you commit to these types of practices they begin to spill over into no- normal everyday life I began to realize at a certain point that there's no point the ultimate irony to me came one time when I was meditating and the front door went and I got mad and I was like this is crazy. I'm getting annoyed because my meditation has been interrupted. And it was a bit of a light bulb moment to be like, you can't, you can't just have um, meditation and yoga or breath work, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. They can't just be this side dish. So you're like, okay, mm-hmm. during this time I do this, the rest of my life, I'm just normal me. Like at a certain <laughs> point, I just, you know, like at a certain point and, and, and that's, happens a lot actually because i meditate in the mornings and nowadays there's lots of deliveries going off mm-hmm. and I, I and that was a sort of touch point for me to think about these practices spilling over into my normal everyday life and the truth is if you mm-hmm. commit to them it just happens as i was saying earlier mm-hmm. but just looping it back to what you were saying about uh what i was saying about distance between thought and action and you were saying remaining equanimous I use this practice like my life sometimes I'll if I'm feeling if I'm to say if I'm at home but I'm at home all the time nowadays and if I'm at home feeling if I'm feeling inadequate or I'm feeling uh, anxious or I'm feeling annoyed irritated frustrated these sort of negative emotions are for me becoming an opportunity to look inward to say like what's going on physically where do I feel this oh, I feel it in the pit of my stomach have you ever felt that exact feeling before? Yes, regularly. Hmm. What was going on at that time? You know, like if it's like, oh, I feel this every Saturday morning after I've had mm. five drinks on a Friday night. It's like, okay, well, the reason I'm irritated is not because the shops run out of avocados. It's because I was, because this happens anyway. <laughs> like yeah. this feeling, this yeah. I get, I get this feeling of anxiety, no matter what's or irritation, no matter what's going on. Like it's not to do with the situation that's happened. It's to do with something that's going on inside of me. And at this point, you've already begun. You already have distance between yourself and the thought, uh, your thought and the emotion. And you know, thoughts uh, influence emotions and mm. emotions influence actions right so if you just act in that loop i have a thought this is irritating i have an emotion mm. um you know I, I feel stressed and then that's going to impact your actions but it sort of helps you short circuit that and you have a space to just consider what's really going on yeah and that really helps me to be a better participant in my life actually yeah no that's that's amazing dude i mean something that i that was profound for me as well when Mm. i started practicing you know i like all of us we come from we come with our different stories and you know um 
events in our life. And uh, in my early 20s, I, I came from, you know, having a lot of anxiety and depression. I was working in, in the media world where there's, mm. you know, a lot of pressure and you know, this constant, you know, have to t- turn things around, you know, within 24 hours and mm. this constant hassling of people. And I just couldn't handle it. And, and alongside with that, you know, I had a lot of things in my, in my, in my childhood that I sort of neglected a lot, you know, that I didn't want to look into and stuff. Um, and I started seeing, you know, I've seen numerous therapists throughout my life and I never, I never felt that I, and this is only from personal experience, of course, uh, I never felt that I got anything out of it because something that I, that from my own practice in yoga is this sense of like, I need to let go of my wounds, you know, Um, this idea. And I see this a lot now with our generation, especially is that we love to hold our wounds, you know, Mm. very close to our heart. And we love to tell everyone about it, you Mm. know? And this is something that for me with breath work, especially breath work and meditation, is that you start to slowly let go of these wounds, you know, mm. and it's it's powerful. And again, this is just from personal experience. I'm not by any means, you know, saying that therapy is bad. Um, yeah, everyone's got my, their own experience, their own journey, and you yeah. know, there's many different ways to 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 sort of healing and indeed mm. enlightenment. But for me, for me personally, what was what was going on was that in therapy or when I was seeing my psychologist. Or, um, or therapist was I would look into my wounds a bit too much if you ask mm. me you know I was looking into the darkness I was questioning the darkness I was and I I was very way more confused coming out of that really you know? that's fascinating yeah yeah whereas in yoga or breath work you're running to the light man yeah you know you know, you're, you're, you're forgetting about the darkness. Of course, I'm not saying that, you know, the darkness will just fade away quickly if you start mm. doing four rounds of breathing every day. <laughs> um, but it's a step. And for me, that step was profound. And I just keep running to the light. <laughs> it's so beautiful to hear that, man. And thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And yeah, like, like you say, everyone's journey, everyone has their own journey, their own experiences, and we're just here to talk about ourselves and, and hopefully inspire people and people can use whatever, whatever um, you know, healing methods speak to them, you know, therapy mm. can work, therapy and yoga yeah, can work, if, if, if therapy is not working, continue it and do these practices as well, if you, if you think you've got mm. space for that. You know, we're just we're we're sharing our own stories, and thank you for for, for sharing mm. that. I really appreciate that. We've um, that's cool, man. Mm. We've touched on meditation a little bit um, there, and I understand that you have attended a Vipassana retreat. Is that correct? Yes, I've done a I've done three now. Three Vipassana. Cool. Um, I was booked in actually to go to one in October, but that got cancelled. So I'm. I'm hoping to do one uh, next year. So um, that's cool. I'm really looking forward to that. For, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us a bit about the what a Vipassana retreat is and uh, you know, tell us about your experience there. 
So vipassana is a is a is a type of med is a style of meditation, I guess we could say, created by um, a master called Essen Goenka from Myanmar, and he migrated to India, I think, seventies or eighties. And um, the technique of vipassana is is a uh, is it's basically what I was talking about just just a moment ago about being aware of your sensations within, yeah. and um, it's a ten day retreat. It's a silent retreat. You're not talking to anyone. You're not talking to yourself. Um, you are on. I guess you could call it a diet. I mean, you're only having two meals a day, um, and uh, you're meditating. Or you're trying to meditate, I should rather say, than meditating. Dude, I'm always uh, trying to meditate. Exactly, that's just we're always trying. Exactly. <laughs> Even when uh, I'm meditating, I'm trying to meditate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that, that's, that's a good point that you say, actually, because, because yoga, you know, we have, we have eight limbs in yoga or eight stages in yoga. And this last two stage is, is, uh, is focus and then comes meditation. So, you know, you have to focus and then automatically you'll meditate, oh. you know, but uh, anyway, sorry, Vipassana. Anyway, <laughs> Vipassana. So, ten, um, ten yeah. Day silent retreat, mm -hmm. no, uh, very limited diet. And it is sort of, you're not just sitting there and doing nothing. You are, you have Essen Goenka, which he, he passed away 2013, I believe. But his, all of his voice recordings are recorded. So whichever center you're in, in the world, you'll still get his teachings. Mm -hmm. And from my knowledge, it is the only, you know, place where it's donation based. Yeah. In fact, you can only donate if you've completed the 10 days. So if you leave, let's say day six, they don't want you to donate. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you know that the practice works. <laughs> you know? Sweet. I'm going to get out on day nine. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> yeah. Um, man, it's such a powerful practice. Again, mm. it's, you know, every day is, is, is a journey and you don't actually start doing the actual the, the Vipassana practice until day four. The first three days, you're sort of preparing the body and the mind to to run a marathon, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're taking it in stages. You're sort of dissecting parts of your body. You're creating, you know, a, you know you, this attention to the body with silence, without any any manipulation, without any breath work, without any any sounds, any verbalization, any visualization. It's just you, the present, the sensations of the body, whatever's going on, sit with it. And you quickly start to understand that everything is temporary, that mm -hmm. nothing is permanent. And, you know, the sensations, they start coming and going, you know, in a day, in let's say a day of, uh, of um of vipassana where you're sitting there for 10 hours uh you know you can have anything from having the best morning <laughs> to the worst afternoon uh, thinking that i want to stay forever thinking that i need to get the hell out of here 
<laughs> and it's it's you know it's 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 a powerful thing to do not only you know of just taking 10 days off from from your daily life and just mm-hmm. doing something completely different to and this is again this is just from from my personal experience you know before i did vipassana i thought i knew how to meditate but when i did vipassana i was like oh <laughs> okay right and again this i think there's about a billion different meditation techniques out there as well mm. but for me what vipassana really taught me was like it's not easy mm. you know this 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 life this life is it takes skill yeah to learn to to love it to and the teacher sn goenka he always says vipassana is learning the art of living mm. you know and this sense of just complete you know no understanding of i need to just experience this moment mm. there's nothing more than this you know i can't buy the future even if i was a billionaire yeah. or i can't go and change the past all we have is the is the present moment and that's what you learn with this art of medi- of vipassana and, and and it's essentially just scanning your body you know you're sort of dissecting and your body bit by bit in the beginning you're going pretty slowly yeah. and as as you know as day 6 day 7 you start going a bit quicker and because essentially you're training your mind to be super attentive to what's going on mm. within you know the sensations and every sensation has a uh, has a samskara a suffering mm. a seed of suffering you know uh and it's sort of learning to dissect that bit by bit and letting that pass out mm. of you sounds very much very similar to um you know anyone that's read Eckhart Tolle's power of now mm. what he mm. would call the pain body right the pain body yeah 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 and that's let me cool. tell you it's painful because you're sitting there and you know you're sitting there whether it's cross legged i mean you can sit any any way you want you can even sit on a chair cross legged doesn't suit you um but even me who's you know who practice i i practice trying to open my hips daily even sitting 10 hours a day cross legged is excruciating pain mm-hmm. excruciating pain on kneeling or any way you want but <laughs> i mean it's not making me feel any better about i know it's upcoming <laughs> but it I was, over, I was look, i, I want to i want to jump straight to the bliss at the end i want to i want to you know stare into the eyes of god <laughs> and know what it's all about but it seems like i must suffer first yeah, we all have to unfortunately we have to yeah. there's no easy way you know this no. this path of 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 enlightenment essentially it's it's there's no easy route we have a lot of hurdles we have a lot of pain mm. and a lot of tension essentially you know that yeah. we have to face and i think like with these things like it's very common for someone perhaps to be listening and thinking well you know actually i'm fine like i have a really happy life and everything's great and mm. i don't feel the need to address any of these things but my personal experience is that it's about preparation like pain and mm. suffering 
exists within you things have happened to mm. you that were you know that have negatively affected you and are potentially holding you back from the person you would most like to be and things will happen in the future like everyone has to deal with grief and suffering at a certain point and these things are as much about preparation for those moments mm-hmm. how can i how am i going to be when uh grief and deep sadness inevitably arises because that's just a part of life mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. uh and, and and i think that's is also very much a part of like learning, learning how to live, right? Yeah. To cope with those difficult moments and to not go under and to, and and just to to make those moments a little bit lighter, you know, Mm. give yourself the opportunity to, to navigate those challenging times more easily. It's like with uh, breath work, for example, you know, you, you're doing, you're doing the, the practice daily and uh, you know, after, after some time, you can whenever you have a stressful experience or a negative event in your or a traumatic event let's say you know if you have a practice like breath work or conscious breathing you can quickly tap into that mm-hmm. you know you can quickly go into okay just take three breaths yeah. and then arrive to that state where you're like okay just i just let go so that is just another tool you know mm-hmm. to just kind of being able to going back to this art of living, you know, this, this sense of feeling, no, okay, I'm not going to let this affect me because at the end of the day, the mind might want to go there, but Mm. you know that it's, it's not good for you, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's not good for you. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, again, it's, it's, hard to put it into words as I, I mean i'm a yoga teacher and a breathwork coach <laughs> still sitting here and being like oh man there's just so many different avenues you know yeah you, you can tap into and uh, vipassana is that is vipassana just the name of the retreat or is that the name of the style of meditation because that's the, my my meditation teacher is he's he, he does two vipassanas a year he does the 21 mm. day retreats which is which is insane and that's mm. the technique you know the deep looking technique is that is that is it also accurate just to say oh yeah i practice for passion meditation if i'm doing like half an hour a day of that like deep looking is that accurate yeah yeah vipassana meditation yeah it's this i guess it's, it's the, the technique it's the technique yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's um but you know to you need to do the 10 days to yeah even learn i mean the 10 days is essentially just a training to yeah the technique you know they do 60 um, day ones, right? Yeah, they do 60 day ones as well. Um, <laughs> one, one, day. <laughs> one day. Really? Really? Let's Blimey. Yeah, let's say. I mean, my girlfriend, she really, she's, she's an avid, I think she's done about six, seven now. Awesome. And yeah, and she, she's, she's, sounds crazy, but she's dying to do a 60 day one. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Uh, God, yeah. I'm gonna miss my wife when I go on this retreat. It's gonna be all that's. Just, I'm gonna miss my wife so much. Like I just feel like that's one of the things. Like whatever it is you've got that you're, you know, it's nice to have great relationships that you're attached cool. to and, and support. And it's all about um, unity with with people that you love deeply. But you know, that's something that's gonna come up, right? That's something that's gonna come up for me. It's like, how am I gonna? Sure yeah mm. um and the yeah, practice cool. you know the 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 practice doesn't you know yes it's a it's a it's letting go of the ego and all of that work 
but it's also a practice of you know learning to really show love and compassion to yourself mm. that will translate to others you know yeah that's, that's the key here to really to really pay respect to yourself to mm. to take care of yourself you know and that will translate to every other being if you yeah. start loving yourself and this goes with every all of these practices you know mm. and um yeah you see this a lot in yoga these days of and yoga now i mean i'm looking at the time i mean i probably we can go we can go for a bit more <laughs> i've got time well in terms of yoga it's sort of unfortunately yoga in my view now it's become it's become a lot this sort of you know me 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 and looking at you know my style is better than your style i love you more than you love me <laughs> this constant battle within of kind of you know i need to market myself and this sort of i guess mm. we live in this age of narcissism and individualism individualism, individualism. yeah individual yeah. and you know like individual identities is is, is sort of an important value when it comes to like the world we're living in but yeah i yeah. hear what you're saying like when it spills over into um certain spiritual practices it, it does sometimes take away from exactly from and it about. sort of it loses its essence and essentially it's just it's the practice is just non-violence you know whether it's to yourself or mm. others or other beings and that's what it comes down to being non-violent to to everyone and mm -hmm. and emotionally as well as physically you know exactly emotionally physically you know knowing what your body needs and mm. that that comes through the 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 art of living the, the practices of meditation and breath work you know you know that you will want to eat you know healthier food it all comes the, all the gems starts rolling over mm. once you start experiencing um you know um, yeah the the small the small little benefits that you get so you start you want to start delving right in but it's amazing to see at the same time you know so many people practicing these days you know the art of breath work and yoga and meditation so it's a fine line of of not losing its essence but also you know preserving where the traditions lies but also being able to evolve it with humanity and where we are at today so yeah i didn't really know i don't really know where i'm going with this but... <laughs> no it's great i'm loving it i'm yeah. loving it well dude we've just we've done an hour that's an hour okay. of hour disappeared i've i'm thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this conversation you're brilliant um you have such great knowledge um I cannot wait to check out one of your yoga classes again when we're when we're back in the studio. That's going to be amazing, and I'd love to do a breathwork class with you soon, maybe on Sunday. Yeah, so I'm teaching at the moment. I'm at uh, I'm at Block London, uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to start Block. No, I think that's where you, that's the class you came to, didn't? In, in, yeah, shout out to Block yeah. London. It's a great gym. Yeah, yeah, awesome. They're awesome, awesome team. And then um, from whenever we're back to normal, I'm going to start teaching at level six, Lost in Yoga, mm -hmm. uh, Wellness 95, and Encore. So I'm hitting all the south, south side, south or south of the river. So um, if any of you listeners cool. are out there, hit me up. I'll, I'll be there in the studios. 
Speaking of which, where can, if people want to uh, get involved in your breathwork classes that you're mm. offering, um, where, where can people find you online? So at the moment, I'm, um, I'm doing two weekly classes, one breathwork class Sunday at 10 a.m. every morning, um, Sunday. And it's sort of a 45 minute practice where we're doing this breathwork, this conscious connective breathing. And then every Tuesday at 6.30, I'm doing like a rocket, rocket infused vinyasa, if you will, where we go, mm. you know, one and a half hour of, of dynamic flow to sort of breathing at the end and maybe chuck in a few yin postures as well. Mm. So yeah, those are the two classes I'm doing at the moment. And then I'm doing a few studio classes to yeah. covering some people. And yeah, so if you... But if, if any of you listeners want to come, come, come and check me out. Yeah. Tuesday and Sunday. What's the chat? What's your channel? Do you want, is it Instagram? Is it? It's Instagram. Yeah. At Zoe, Z-O dot Ram, R-A-H-M. Great. And I'll tag you, I'll, I'll tag you in the post when I'm, when I'm posting the episode anyway. So people can, nice one, Graham. people can, nice people one. can dive in. Um, dude, I've loved this. It's been brilliant. The, the conversations like this is the reason that I started doing this podcast. So thank you for being you and thank you for showing up. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, everything you do. The world needs more people like you. <laughs> oh, you're very sweet, Graham. And happy birthday to you, man. Thank you very much. Birthday, thank you very much. Yeah, good, good, what a way to start my birthday. What a, what a privilege. Oh, uh, nice. Cheers, dude. Thank you. Awesome.